Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. And this is Max. We're super glad to have you here with us. We're recording the week before Christmas. Right. My uh, preschooler is insane. She told her mom (laughs) and dad that uh, she hates Christmas break. She's ready to be back in preschool. She's ready to go back to school. Yeah. Um, Tell her, well, I don't know if that's good or bad for you guys or not, but... That that's actually pretty awesome as a parent, I would think. Maybe. I don't know. It makes life pretty miserable at home, but uh, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. All right, we are back to talk more warrior sports. Uh, we had a busy week last uh, week going on. Um, unfortunately, we are missing some results. Yeah. We- uh, sorry, but um, so you know wrestling. You know, they had a, a dual match against Lebanon last Wednesday. They also had their county tournament. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get uh, specific results. Uh, so we just want to say congratulations to all you wrestlers out there. I know you're working hard. It's still a young season for you, so right. keep doing your thing. And then also, uh, as far as the county swim meets, uh, we were actually... <laughs> That was actually being hosted at Plainfield as well the same night um, as the, all the basketball games. Right. So we were kind of coming in at the tail end of that. So, you know, a lot of people there. But we didn't, unfortunately, get specific results for that as well. We don't know where anybody finished. So if you have those results, or feel free to tweet us, send us a message on Facebook to the pod. I mean, if you know us personally, go ahead and just right. you know, send us a text Choose message. A text. Yeah, absolutely. We are more than eager to get those results so we can recognize our athletes. Because the reality is we want to talk all Danville sports. Yes, and absolutely. And we want to highlight whatever it is that we can. Uh, we can tell you um, boys and girls swimming got wins over Western Boone. I believe we were able to give you that highlight last podcast. Yep. Um, but in case you missed that, they did get wins. And then they also got wins against Frankfurt, both teams, boys swimming and diving and girls. Yeah, that and that was uh, last night, uh, the Frankfurt uh, meet. So, you know, two conference wins. Uh, from the scores, I saw pretty convincing wins Correct. as well. So that's always a confidence boost going into uh, a conference meet later in the year. So, you know, I think they've only lost one one meet uh, each, right? Uh, I believe the boys have tied one, which is hard to do. I feel the I, girls tied. The girls tied. The I'm girls sorry. tied, and the boys, yeah, and each each of the other teams have just lost one. Yeah, so they're having strong seasons. Uh, hopefully, they can keep that going over Christmas break and into the new year. So, girls swim. Uh, girls swim. We just did that. Girls basketball. Uh, we were recording last time while they were playing Decatur Central. They got the win against Decatur Central. Not only did they get a win, it was a historic night. Matt, you want to talk about that? Yeah, it was awesome. I, I kind of just saw the tweet, and I, I had to mention it to Jess, my wife, because you know, Ella Collier, she went 9-for-9, nine nine, perfect from the field, including 7-for-7 seven seven from beyond the arc. That is a school record. I believe the field goal mark is a school record. She scored 27 points, only got to the free throw line twice, but 27 points on you know perfect shooting pretty much. Right. Literally did not miss the entire night. And, and unfortunately, it was actually Jess's record, three-point record, that she broke. Wow. So Jess coached her in middle school. She was super <laughs> right. proud of her. She right. didn't, you know, none of that animosity. Kind of just fun with right. it. But it, like, I wish I would have been there now, like, to be able to see someone shoot like that. Correct. Boy, girl, doesn't matter. To not miss 
right. especially from the three-point line, seven for seven. That's pretty insane. Yeah, I wish we had an opportunity to interview her right now because I'd be curious, was she thinking about it? Did she <sighs> know it? Like, is there... Like, I mean, I, I think when once you're kind of in that zone, you don't really want to stop. Right. So you can't really even begin to think about it, but you're kind of thinking about it. Right. So... And, and, and I think the kind of nice part about Ella is she doesn't come out very often. Right. So it's not one of those, like, she can sit on the bench and kind of think, think about, about think about what she's doing or someone mention it to her or something like right. that. It's kind of like a no-hitter. Right. In baseball, it's like you don't talk about it. Like, right. guys on the bench right. or people in the stands, you know, coaches right. they they all recognize what's happening but it's like no, no no you don't mention this you don't bring it up or anything like that which is kind of surprising like after she went six for six six for six would have broke the record five right. for five was the record right so six for six was broke the record it's like as a coach you would kind of think um let's maybe pull her or at least tell her hey don't be shooting no more threes right or anything like that but to let her go for that seventh one and hit it, it's just awesome correct Correct. Congrats, Ella. We're super proud of you and the girls' basketball team. I mean, two more wins this week against Lebanon and against Frankfurt. Yep. Uh, they're definitely getting you know more into that rhythm, winning the conference games, which they know they yep. want to win. So, uh, yeah, we're super proud of you guys for that. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. I think they've really bounced back from that tough Greencastle loss Uh earlier in the season and you know decatur central on the road then you got lebanon frankfurt at home you always want to hold serve at home right so they're, they're off and running uh they got um i believe they will go through the schedule but they have a really big game that coming up th- this friday so we'll go over that here in just a few minutes but boys basketball we had a lot going on uh, so starting off with the freshmen, the yes. freshmen played last Thursday at Lebanon. We were able to get a win up there. It's always good to win on the road, especially in conference. Yep. So we were able to get a good road win there. got everybody in the game. You know, it was just a lot of fun. You know, the guys that's really, a great, that's a yeah. great thing. So yeah, it, it was good. It was hard fought. Uh, Lebanon always plays really, really hard. Right. So it's, you always got to match their energy as far as that goes. So freshman got a good win on uh, Thursday, kind of setting the tone, for uh, the, boys, the, the rest of the weekend. Varsity and varsity, yep. Yep. So on Friday nights, the JV and varsity were in action against Lebanon as well, but that was at home. The JV kicked off the night at 6 o'clock. They were able to get a hard-fought win. Uh, it was it was kind of – we got off to a really good start, got up 10 nothing, mm-hmm. but then Lebanon crawled right back, and they were ahead at halftime, and it was back and forth throughout the third and fourth quarter, and then we were able to kind of just push it up to, you know, six, eight, ten points there in the fourth quarter. So the JV got a good win, good solid win on Friday night. And then the varsity came out and, you know, took care of business. Uh, it was one of those that got up early at halftime, another strong start, kind of let Lebanon hang around and creep back in it uh, from the free throw line. Right. But, you know, the, you're going to have those games sometimes. Sometimes you just got to grind them out, and that's what Coach Barber called that game. It was a grinder. Right. So it was good. Awesome. Very cool. Um, well, let's go ahead and take a look at... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot. What I'm totally... We we also had a game Saturday, all three teams uh, at Plainfield, so a yeah. triple header. Uh, the freshman and JV were playing at the same time. Uh, unfortunately, it was not a great Saturday for the basketball team, the boys' side, um, on that night. Uh, all three teams getting losses that night. Uh, two heartbreakers. Um, mm. My freshman team... We lost by one. Mm. Uh, with the ch- we had a chance to win it. 
uh, down the stretch. But, you know, Plainfield was a good team on the road. Uh, we knew that. Do you draw up a play? Like, did you get a chance to draw up a play? Yes, we, we, we were able to get a defensive rebound off a missed free throw. And we called timeout. We drew something up. And it was kind of sloppy, but it got to one of our guys who had a shot at it. Uh, and it just didn't fall. So, um, As a coach, are you more content with that than like the play actually not coming to fruition? As a coach, you're just happy to get that, get the opportunity. Right. So, it, it, yeah, I may have not gone the way you drew it up, right? But you had the guy, sh- you had yes, a shot. you had a you shot. Had the, the guys, the guys, you know, made lemonade out of lemons, kind of, pretty right, much. Right, I mean, right, it was, right. it was, it was ugly, right? But they made the best of what they had in front of them, and we were able to get a shot up. So, but and I told the the kid that missed the shot, it's like that one shot didn't lose us the game. There were a lot of little events leading Correct. up to that that Correct. put us that into Correct. in that situation. So and it's basketball's hard. an easier game where you can have that conversation. Yeah. Because not it's it's yeah, it's not one decision. Yes. And that that's hard, especially for a freshman basketball player to really comprehend. Right. So you gotta constantly be on them about that. So cause you don't want their confidence to be so shaken that it affects them going forward. Agreed. So but then the JV was playing at the same time. I found out later that they ended up losing by, I think, nine. It was hard fought throughout. Um, but Plainfield went on like a little mini run right. there in the, I think it was early fourth quarter. They kind of pushed the lead out to where they just couldn't they couldn't crawl back. And then, you know, at the end of the night, Varsity ended up losing by one point. Mm. <laughs> uh, we had a chance to tie it at the free throw line. Missed. But we got the offensive rebound, and then it was just kind of a scrum scramble from there, and then right. just time expired. So let me ask you this: This is kind of uh, floating around on the web. I think it happened last night. As the coach, his team won, and then he came into the losing team's locker room, and he had a conversation with the guys, and it was really have you? So I'm assuming no. You I'm, heard this is brand it. new to me. So. I want to say it was the University of Missouri law. They beat Stephen F. Austin or something like that. And so this coach comes into the locker room after he beat the team and was like, you guys played a heck of a game and, and just kind of congratulated them. And it was a very, I don't know, it was very weird. I can, but I can see like, that being awkward. It was a moment, though. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like I, That would never go every game. And I didn't watch the game to obviously know. Would you ever go? Like, I like. I love Coach K. Right. And I, he's been destroyed a few times because he pulls a player from the other team. And I don't want to say coaches them, but he has a conversation. And it's like, what is that? Or right. even even this. I've seen LeBron lately pulling, like, Lonzo Ball and a couple other younger players. And, and he's kind of talking to them at the end of the game. Do you like that? I think uh, guys like Coach K and LeBron, you know, they, they've been through it. And they have this kind of clout yep, and, you yep. know, just stature where they can, I don't want to say get away, but they can kind of, yep. you no, understand what I'm away. saying? I think get away is get, a good word. They can get away with it without it coming off as awkward. Right. Where a high school coach, it was like a high school varsity coach went into the other locker room and had that conversation. Like, that's yeah. just, I, as a as a high school kid, I just look at that coach as like, what are you doing here? Like, right. get out of here. I just lost. I'm not happy. Right. The other coach is probably saying, thinking the same thing. So I think it just depends on the person. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's a little bit different when you lose and you go yes. to the winning team and kind of, you know, have a conversation with a player. I believe that, 
I've even done that with a couple guys on the soccer field and just like really impressed with sportsmanship, really impressed with character and, and obvious ath- athletic ability. Right. But just to say, you, you, you keep your head up or... or right. And, and, and that's... I, I've done that with players from Danville, but different sports. Yeah. So I'm at, I'm up in the stands or, you know, right. whether it be one of uh, my wife's players at the middle right. school level. Right. Like... Sometimes you feel like you can do that, and sometimes you just feel compelled to do that. It's like, I know, I remember it was last year, um, they lost a really tough game in the conference uh, tournament final to Tri-West, and, you know, these girls were devastated, and and I I just felt like I I had to say something. It's like, listen, you played a heck of a game, you played a heck of a team, it's like, you got to keep your head up with stuff like that. I think that kind of goes back to maybe our desire overall with high school sports is like that, that there would be more of that. Yes. That there would be more of that rebuilding and and picking back up because a kid, <clears throat> I tell our parents this every year in our parent meeting, your athlete, your student athlete is going to be harder on themselves than you could ever do. And so don't add to that. Yes. Don't mount yes, upon yes. that. You know, help rebuild them. Help help show them the things that they've done well, help encourage them not on what to do better because they already know that. Their coaches definitely know yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. Damn no, it, and I, I'm with you. It, it is more of like the building. you got to build these kids back up. Right. Especially with specific situations like that. It's like right. I, I, I still talk to that kid that missed our shot the other night against Plainfield. It's like, you can't you can't let it affect you. It's like you gotta right. build Don't them back. Don't let that affect the next game yes. winning opportunity because you might still be needed for that. Yes, and it's it's one of those situations where again you gotta build them up. Like you said, it's they're they're gonna get plenty of criticism and uh, I don't want to say backlash. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they're gonna get plenty of criticism. Like you said, from themselves. Right. From coaches, from their teammates, maybe even some friends. Right. They don't need it from you know their loved ones and their parents and stuff like that. You you got to build them back up. Let them know that they right. played well. Right. All right. Learn learn from it. Learn from the situation. And just be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing about that. I mean, that's tough for all the playing field stuff, but I mean, luckily, I mean, you guys got a good amount of time oh, yeah. off to be able to. You know, focus on you know just we're, family we're, and yes. all of that. It, we're we're only a third of the way through the season Correct. so far. So we've played seven games. We got twenty two total. So right. we got a lot of time to you know clean up and you know Christmas break is the perfect time to do that. Right. So. All right. Let's look ahead at the uh, calendar. We have on Thursday the twenty first, which is tomorrow uh, or today, depending on when you're listening <laughs> to this. Uh, 1 p.m. swimming and diving is at Terre Haute for an invitation as well as the girls swimming and diving. So if you have a reason to drive to Terre Haute, (laughs) I don't know why you would, but you might. I don't know. Go check out the boys and girls swimming and diving. Then also boys JV, South Vermilion at home, uh, 6 p.m. at South Vermilion. Sorry, (laughs) at South Vermilion. Um, And then the boys uh, varsity is also there. So yeah, we're where out, is South Vermilion? It's out west as well. It's out west past uh, Rockville, 
Terre Haute ish. Okay, okay. You know, so we got a lot going towards on. Towards Illinois. Yep, towards <laughs> Illinois is exactly right. It's about an hour drive. Okay. You basically go straight west on 36 for about Did an I ask hour. Where South Vermillion is for yeah. football season as well? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. You're all right. But it, it, it should be a good game. A team, I don't know if we've ever played them, at okay. least to my recollection. They have a big kid in the middle, 6'10. Wow. Okay. So it, it should be a good test for our teams um, going out there. You know, the travel, Christmas break, it's got all this stuff going on. You're not into a normal routine of going to school yeah. and getting out and getting ready. Your routine is going to be off. It's a yeah. long drive. It's like, so there's a lot going on. This is yeah. going to test our guys mentally as much as it is yeah. physically. So. Good. But on Friday, big game, big game on the uh, girls' side. Uh, the JV will be playing Beach Grove starting yeah. at 6 o'clock. And then the varsity will be following that. Uh, Beach Grove is ranked, I believe, number eight. eight is what number I saw, eight and three yeah. A on the girls' side. Uh, obviously, our girls' team a lot of success coming off a great mm-hmm. year. Played some really good basketball so far. Uh, having the home game helps, but this is this is a sectional opponent. Okay, this is someone you could see again uh, in the sectional. Two really good players coming back for Beach Grove. I think both of them averaged almost twenty points a game for Beach Grove last year. So this is going to be a really big test for our team. Uh, I think Coach May is really looking forward to the challenge and seeing how her team steps up. Yeah, well, you you want those challenges, and they've had plenty of them so far in their season. The last big challenge that they had was against Avon. They lost by a point, I believe. Yep. So, I mean, they've got some good wins under their belt. Obviously, Ella is kind of on a roll right now. Yeah. So, yeah, this is exactly what you want. Yeah, and, and she's gonna she's hitting her stride, but at the same time, you got to realize that the other team knows that too. That if they've been following, right. uh, so. I think this is where, you know, your second, third, even fourth option as far as scoring have got to make plays uh, for Danville, and the defense has got to be on point. The defense has to be ready to go. So just we'll go ahead and look ahead at the the week of Christmas. Uh, Not sure when we'll get a pod out for next week. On the 27th at 8 a.m., wow, uh, there (laughs) is a boys and girls swimming invite at Mooresville. Uh, Christmas break, obviously, so they're enjoying just a little change of pace. Those swimmers are crazy. Yeah, they're up bit. early swimming they, every day, anyways. So. I, I believe they're having two days over Christmas break, if from what I understand. So I think they're they practicing. Love it. Yeah. They're practicing once in the morning, once in the afternoon. So yeah, they're they're different. So then <laughs> on Thursday, the twenty eighth, boys, uh, boys varsity and JV. Yep. Uh, have a game at Turkey Run. Turkey Run, a little bit northwest, yeah. kind of out there. That's another little drive. Yeah, so we're, we're we're taking the western route of Indiana over Christmas yes. break, so that'll be good. On the 29th at 7.30 a.m., there's a wrestling <laughs> invite at Ben Davis, and at 9.30 a.m., girls uh, varsity travels to Eastern Green for a tournament. Yes, and then on Saturday, uh, the 30th, uh, the freshman and JV boys basketball teams will be hosting a awesome. tournament. Yeah, awesome. it's a lot of fun. Uh, Mr. Regatius, the athletic director, was able to put this together. Awesome. So the the freshman games will be at 9 o'clock. Okay. The JV games to follow after that. And then 
There will be two more games. The championship and consolation games for the freshmen will be at, I believe, noon or 12.30. I can't remember which okay. one. And then the JV games will be to follow that as well. So there will be eight games total. Will all of these be in the main gym or will uh, they be split? They'll amongst... be simultaneous with split in, in the gym. Okay. So there will be game going on. Uh, in each gym, and then the girls' basketball team will be finishing up their uh, tournament down at Eastern Green. Awesome. Very cool. Lots of lots of great things going on over Christmas break. Looks like there's a lot of traveling going on for our teams. Um, so if you're hanging with the fam, that would be a great opportunity for you to go and visit some of these. Be, uh, be a great away uh, team uh, cheering them on. And then that 30th looks like a lot of fun. No, it will be. Uh, I actually have some family coming in town to celebrate kind of the Stewart side Christmas yeah. that weekend. I think they're going to make it out for the games and stuff. <laughs> some, of, some of them have never seen me coach. I yeah. know you have seen me coach. It's a different side that they probably have never seen really? of me. So it should be a lot of fun. You know, we won't even go down there. <laughs> super, super thankful for Mr. Regatius. Um you know, just does a great job of trying to help our JV, our freshman teams yes. get some of those games in. I know for me, uh, he was able to put together a uh, junior varsity soccer tournament, got a trophy for us and everything. So, I mean, just, yeah, super thankful, super thankful for him. La- last thing on that, yes, uh, John, John Regatius, John does a great job of filling our schedule. We're allowed 22 games and. For him to fill a freshman schedule with 22 games is actually impressive. Pr- it's very impressive because I always ask other coaches when I when we play is like, so how many games have you guys played? And like we've played maybe 12 or 13 games. They might have only played five, six, seven games. Right. So it's filling a uh, freshman schedule isn't it? Isn't always guys easy. are putting in the same amount of days of practice. Yeah, and it gets mundane and it gets difficult when you don't have games in between the practices. So uh, kudos, man. Um, all right, so let's move on to the national spotlight. You know, just kind of enjoy looking at what's going on all over the country and just all the professional and collegiate uh, activities. I think the biggest question from this past weekend when it comes to the NFL is is this question of what is a catch and will they ever answer that question? I don't think any, any I don't think one person knows. A referee doesn't know. NFL players don't know. I don't think the commissioner knows. I don't think anybody involved with the NFL knows what a catch is. They just kind of look at it and they're like, eh. So if you don't know what we're talking about, um, we are referencing the game between the Steelers and the Patriots. Um, the Steelers, whom I hate, uh, had an opportunity. Was it a touchdown? It was a touchdown. It was taken away. So they had a touchdown, a potential touchdown pass that would have basically won, won them the, the game. game. Um, that was called back because it was an incomplete pass. Was this also on fourth down? Uh, no, it was like, I think it was second and third goal or something like that. But still, regardless, points were taken off the board. Um, I've got to be honest. Now, I am totally biased. I do not like the Steelers. I do not like anything about the Steelers. Um, I will root for the Patriots any day over the Steelers. True Um, fan. I like that. I hate the Steelers. Anyways. I watched the pass. I watched the catch or not catch. And from what I've seen in history, 
I was not shocked that they called it an incomplete pass. No, and, and honestly, when I first started watching the replays, I was like, okay, this is just a formality because it's a scoring play. Scoring plays are reviewed in the NFL. Right. So I was like, this is formality, and then it just kept going longer and longer. And I didn't even notice anything until the commentators, I think it was Romo and uh, Nance, on the call, and they were like, I, I think they're looking at whether this is a catch or not. So then I started looking closer. Right. And then I was like, yeah, that ball moved. That ball moved when he hit the ground. Right. And I'm like, they're they're going to overturn this. The right. longer it went, I was like, they're going to overturn right. this thing. It's like, this is ridiculous. And this dates all the way back to a game between the Lions and the Bears when Calvin Johnson, the ball hit the ground. It didn't, I don't remember it actually moving in his hands. No, it never did. And that was because they showed it. They're, they were kind of referencing that, and they showed it. It's like he went up, he got it, two hands, one foot, right. two foot in the end zone. Right. And then he kind of stumbled and kind of took one hand off of it and used the ball to kind of brace yes. himself. Yes. And the ball came loose. Yes. And they called it an incomplete pass. Yes. And you think about Des Bryant. I know you hate yep. the Cowboys. Um, but is this enough to make people turn the NFL off? And you, you, and that's kind of combined with uh, what else happened? The steel or the the Raiders and the uh, Cowboys on was it Sunday Night Football? Yeah, Derek Carr. When all of a sudden you're somebody's pulling out an index card to tell whether or not a it's play a was a down. first down or not. Just make a decision. Right. Like just just let it happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's enough for people to turn it off. It's enough to kind of cause a revolt, if you will. Right. Uh, for lack of a better w- word, there's going to be changes. Like, there's going to be changes to the rules and changes to the interpretation of the rules. They're going to be very clear. At least I hope. How can it be very clear? Like, like to me, it was pretty obvious when I watched the replay, knowing that it was already overturned and everybody's freaking out. But it's like the ground touched the ball. Like, yeah, it's like it's, just because that's. I mean, so that's not a shock to me. Why is everybody freaking out? So, and 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 Steelers fans have a right to be mad. Okay, they have a right to be upset about that call. But what you don't have a right to be upset about is on the two plays later. When Ben Roethlisberger decided to fake spike it mm-hmm. and throw it over the middle into a lot of traffic, right? Ball gets tipped up in the air, right. interception, game over. When all you had to do was spike it, trot your field goal team out there, and go to overtime, right? That's all you had to do. So, as far as the rules go, I, I don't know, because I don't know what game I'm thinking of right now. But there was another game where it was caught. He got one foot, two foot, started to started. That was just, the Packers. Was it the Packers? He just started yeah. to turn up field. Ball comes loose. That's a fumble. Yeah, that was right after a uh, recovered onside kick. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. And that's back. a fumble. I agree with you. It like, is it is inconsistent. It's just I don't know where where it stops. Right. So that I guess it's just my frustration. It's you, like you think that and and that this is totally just stupid talk like there's no reason that anybody would listen to us do you think that we could ever go back away take a step backwards from instant replay 
I think you can. Will they? Probably not. No, I can't imagine they would. Do you think that would help this? Yeah, because... Or do you think it would fuel it more? I think it would help... <sighs> Man. Because the obvious answer right now is we are still subjected to people making a decision based right. on what they think they see. Correct. And I think that's where... I think it actually helps referees... To the point, it's like, listen, this is what I saw in real time. Right. And this is this is my judgment call. This is what you pay me to do. This is what you train me to do, is make these judgment calls in real time based on what I saw. And I think that kind of explanation and that that kind of reasoning would help referees, whereas if you got instant replay, you're constantly nitpicking what these officials do. And it's like, well... He called it a touchdown on the field, uh, but it moved just slightly. Right, right, right. So this re referee's an idiot. I can't believe he didn't see that. Right. So I think it helps referees, but at the same time, you're going to get those people who's like, well, you have instant replay. Why not get the call right? Right. So. Agreed. All right. Well, I mean, again, we're not going to answer that yeah, question. We're never going to see the answer to that question. It is interesting that this this whole season has seemed like a attack on the NFL, and I think they probably are dying to get to the off season. I I think you're right. And but <laughs> even now though, because we got we got the rumors. Okay, so the Carolina Panthers are up for sale. Right. You know you know Diddy. who's a Diddy and Steph Curry, Colin Kaepernick. Mm. So he's back in the news as far as the NFL, and now could possibly be part owner of an NFL team. I would love that. It, it's just it. It is just come. Com, it's turned full into the circle new WWF. Like speaking of the WWF, XFL is rumored to be possibly getting a reboot. Oh gosh. So it, it's just it is almost out of control. I right. think Vince McMahon is actually the smartest one in that. If you don't know who Vince McMahon is, he is the president and CEO of WWE Entertainment. Right. Okay, or sorry, just the WWE. That's redundant. But <laughs> right. the WWE, he was the founder of the XFL the first time it went around. He is the smartest one in all this. He is capitalizing on people's lack of interest in the NFL. And now he's bringing in literally an extreme version of the sport. Right. He He's going to make money hands over I'm fist, looking I forward think. to whenever they can finally do a 30 for 30 on him. Oh, it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. Because what he's been able to do and continue to do with wrestling is unbelievable. And how grown men are still into it today is Well, it, it's becoming second, third generation now. Yes. Like, I, I am convinced that I, I kind of lived through, when I say that, like middle school age. Right. I lived through the golden era of wrestling. Bret Hart, Owen Hart. I, I no, even a little bit after that. You I was were after that, so I would think the, you did not come into the golden age. The Rock, yes. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Triple H. Triple H. You still had the Monday Night Wars. You had WCW, yeah. Nitro. You had WWF, Monday Night Raw. Raw, and they were going at the same time. You had that rivalry, and right. you. You were one or the other. You had your favorite wrestlers Stone in WCW. Cold, Stone Cold really was like he, he was stood above everything. Him and The Rock were larger than life. 
Right. The Rock really still is. It's unbelievable, really, what well, the, Rock the Rock has done. Anymore. Correct. Dwayne he's, Johnson. He's Dwayne Johnson, but what he has done and built off his his it, persona is unbelievable in my eyes. He's the only one. Uh, I mean, I know, I know the guy Cena's trying to do it. Yeah, Cena kind of did it. Um, uh, the guy is Drax from uh, Guardians Batista, of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, like you're right. He's not the only one. He's but, not the only one, but he is definitely taking the the advantage of it the most. Correct. So, like these guys, they're they're household names. Yeah. Now, and like I said, it's second, third generation. It's, yeah. you know, guys my age, our age, right. you know, kind of getting their kids into wrestling now and they right. follow it. It's just like, but yeah, Vince McMahon has, is, he, you know, it's funny. he prints we, money. We didn't even say The Undertaker, who's been alive for the last 100 years. The under, uh, The Undertaker is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, he creeped me out when I was a kid. Have you ever been to one live? I have never been to a wrestling event. Is that live. ever something you would want to do? I think I have toyed with it i think i feel like i'm past that point though yeah yeah, yeah. i don't blame so you. but you know if the right opportunity came like you know wrestlemania or like you know tickets. like a like a pay-per-view or something free tickets yeah, like this, free yeah. tickets. that's exactly course. right <laughs> i'm always about free, free tickets. tickets you you got free tickets what's it to all right, I'm in. Eh, yeah might as well yeah so I'm in. I'm but in. yeah i love wrestling i did you get to watch the rick flair 30 I'm for not, 30 gosh. i haven't either uh, maybe we the can nature boy. maybe we can watch that over Christmas break. Maybe the I Nature would, Boy man. I, I really do want to watch that. I mean, I was a big NWO Wolfpack guy. Loved him. Sting. Yes. I mean everything about it. I'm the getting all nostalgic. Warrior. I'm getting it all nostalgic now. Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak Kid. Loved Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak Kid. This is weird. All no, right. it's not. This is awesome. Well, I don't know where else to go with wrestling talk. I don't either, but this is fun. We should do more wrestling talk. Like, back in my day type stuff. Greg Cody. Greg Cody. That's a great segment. That is a great segment. If you do not Shout listen, out. Yeah, if you do not listen to the Dan Levitard show, you are missing out on all good things sports radio. Stu Goss' weekend observations are great. Dan! <laughs> yes. Got the beeping and everything. You got back in my day. Great. Yes. I'm probably missing some other segments that they do. The, they got the one with the zoo guy, zoo Miami guy. Yes, that is one of my favorite things. You learn so, like, yes. it's not just funny and entertaining. You Correct. actually learn Correct. something from Correct. that guy. And he's he's a little crazy, too. The, the, best, the, yeah, the best part about that show is with Greg Cody, this old guy uh, who writes for the Miami Herald. On the radio, like, there's always a timer uh, to let you know when they're going to break and go to a commercial. And they hard out him all the time <laughs> in the middle of a conversation. I love that. I just love that. And they also do people who look like. Yes. And that is one of my favorite segments of all time. I heard a new one recently on an ESPN commercial. It okay. was Will Kane. Do you yeah. know who Will yep. Kane is? Yep. Okay. Have you ever seen Will Kane? I don't think I have. So <laughs> I'm looking him up right now so you I should. can really understand. Yeah, what I'll, I'll give him a little bit of time. So to set this up, they, they have these guys. They basically say, and they're the most ridiculous things ever. And I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to do it exactly well, I'll right. I'll tell you what. My favorite one is Andy Reid. Looks like the guy who walks up to a box of donuts, wags his finger in the air, and says, "Don't mind if I do." Yeah, <laughs> that's that so, is my favorite. That is so good. One of my favorites is Wade Phillips. Looks like the guy on the uh, front of a barbecue sauce bottle, like that. That is just so good. And you look at him and you're like, "Yep, 
That's exactly right. Uh, and then Sam Bradford looks like the guy who wears a Sam Bradford <laughs> costume on Halloween. Anyways. <laughs> but the Will Kane one is like, Will Kane looks like the overexcited bank teller who wants to let you know <laughs> about your $30 overcharge fee. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that is, yes, it's that gold. is Will Kane. That is, yes, that's exactly who he is. But it's awesome. So another thing that happened in sports this week was uh, Kobe Bryant had two jerseys yes. retired by the Lakers. Correct. Two jerseys? Uh, I don't know how long. Yeah, I don't know how long he was in each number. So I can't. I mean, if he was half and half, I guess. Can kinda, I ask you this question? I don't know. Is Kobe Bryant top five? Ooh, now we're getting into a D-O. Top five. Top. All right, now, listen, listen. We won't get, we're just holding up on this conversation. Correct. Right, I'm just not, I've not had enough caffeine. It's a little late in the <laughs> evening. I need just to be pumped for it. So we're just going to go MJ LeBron, LeBron MJ, or one, two. I'm okay with that. I, one or two, right? I, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, I am good with that. Then number three is, Whew. it's so hard because you got guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. and Will Chamberlain, yeah. and then you got guys like Oscar Robertson and Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Right. Then you've got Hakeem. Yeah. You've got Tim Duncan. Man, is Kobe top five? Is Kobe top five? I don't think he is. I think he's like seven, eight. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. It's so hard. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's... Right, it's not... And it's almost like... It's just people like us. It's people that listen to stuff on the radio that that have created this monster of, like, he has to be the next MJ. And that's kind of his problem is he He, came out... Now, I will say this about Kobe. He, I think, just from a basketball player standpoint, he is the closest thing I have seen to MJ since MJ. As far as, you know... We didn't even say Shaq. Shaq, Shaq, here's my... Here's where I am on Shaq. Shaq is the most dominant player to ever play. Yeah. And there's a difference between best and dominant. That guy was a physical force that literally could not be stopped. All right? Now, the only two guys, I I think I read this somewhere, the only two guys Shaq really had problems with were Tim Duncan and Hakeem Olajuwon through his career. Those were the only two guys he he will readily admit, like, those guys gave me trouble. But he is the most dominant force to ever play. And think about that. Now we're talking Kobe Bryant and Shaq were on the same team for the three of those titles. Right. It's like, man... And they could have won more if they wanted to. And that, you know, I'm not going to go into this. Well, I might go into this. But you talk about LeBron versus MJ. I mean, how many guys did LeBron have on a team with that MJ didn't? Yeah, 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 yeah. You could say, no, I won't get into it. I won't get into it. I won't get into it. Kobe Bryant. He definitely deserved the honor. I mean, Laker from the beginning to the end. I love that. Yeah. You don't see that very often. No. Not anymore. I love that. Um, you know, he definitely was somebody that that whole city loved and yeah. embraced. So I see, and then I I was a Kobe guy because I loved his competitiveness, 
Like he he was not gonna mess around. He was gonna hold his teammates accountable. <laughs> right. He was going. He, He's like, never that Allen Iverson going practice. Yeah. He he I've made seen sure. Yeah. Videos of practice. Yes. You're right. He's that guy that is gonna get up in you if you're screwing off or you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or. Like, he's going to let you know. Right. And that's what I loved about Kobe. Uh, I still think he was, he's still one of the better two-way players to play. He was, I, I think he was, a pre, he was a really good defender. Now, I mean, the beef that Kobe gets is, uh, you know, the assist, you know, not, not passing the ball, right. you know, trying to own that. I love this quote from Brad Stevens. It says, how good can you expect to be if your best player is not your best teammate? Now, I don't know if Kobe Bryant would be considered the best teammate, but he definitely demanded a level of excellence with everybody around him, and it must have been infuriating to be on the Lakers I, teams towards the end. Uh, maybe, maybe not. And I, I, who was I just listening to? But that demand, being a, a demanding teammate, should actually make you appreciate him more. And probably some of those guys that played with him early, or you know, in the prime where he was the guy. Probably didn't appreciate it then, but looked at it afterwards. And, like, I would much rather have a teammate that is going to demand more out of me than a yes. guy that just doesn't care what I do. Yes, it's totally the same way with agree. a coach. It's totally. basically having a coach on the floor. Right. It's like if your teammate demands it of you, that means you're you're probably going to get it done. You're, right. It's either sink or swim. Right. So, I don't know. I think he was a good teammate. Yeah. yeah. Well. If, you, if you didn't play with him, you probably didn't understand it. It's embarrassing that he ended his speech Black Mamba out. <laughs> I don't know who really talks like that anymore, but regardless. Um, all right, Matt. We talked a little bit about Christmas last week. Yes. Um, let's kind of end our, our conversation. Let me just throw this out there real quick. All right? This is okay. unscripted. You don't even know what I'm about to do right now. Okay. I'm all in. If you are listening to the podcast at this point and you retweet it, you share it on Facebook. I will personally enter you into a uh, a contest, so to speak, with anybody else that does that, and I will give you a twenty dollar gift card wherever you want. I'm Whoa. just I'm just curious. Yes, I'm just I curious. love this. Right, I'm now. just curious. Like, who listens? Who cares about our 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 observations on the national spotlight? I care very much what you have to say. Share and retweet. Need share, both? Well, share or retweet. Or. Yeah. So they can do one yeah. or the share other. Share or retweet. And okay. I will take your name. I will put it in a, in a generator thing on Google. And whoever wins that, I will give you a $20 gift card wherever you want. That's awesome. I just... One, we're pumped. man. We just love that people listen. Yeah. Because it, it, even if three people listen, because we're one too... Um, it just encourages us to continue to do this. Uh, whether you know it or not, we love this. Yeah, this is probably this is so much fun. Like just to be able to talk sports, talk Danville sports specifically, Correct. movies, whatever, Correct. wrestling. You know Correct. what I mean? Correct. That, I I get it. This is a blast. We love Danville, and so it's it's just it's just it's just cool. It's just cool. All right, let's let's what we got. So before I'm gonna tease okay. next week a little bit. All right, okay, tease so it out. tease it out. We don't. I don't know when it's gonna get posted, but so next week I got some buddies in town, and we're gonna have the the age old conversation that if you were a high school athlete, 
at any point in time, you've probably had this conversation with high school classmates, teammates, coaches maybe even. We are going to try, we are going to attempt to break down the top 10 male athletes at Danville. All right. Okay. Now, we've kind of limited this down. Of all time. Okay. Now, okay, so no, I'm going to... All time with a caveat. Within your... What I have deemed the Barber era. Okay. 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 So since 99-2000, which was Coach Barber's very first okay. year. So this is this doesn't limit us to just basketball players. Well, That's just the time frame. And that, and that kind of, you know, if I'm just going to jump into your no, yeah, explanation, no, that, that kind of hinders all of these who is the best top fives because we never saw Bill Russell. Correct. You know, we never saw, you know, some of these guys. And that's why. Terry I'm, Bradshaw playing quarterback. Right. You know. So, and, and that's why I kind that's of. Smart. That's uh, smart. Yeah, I, I did it this way because these are these are guys that we have physically seen play, yeah. that we know. Yeah. We, we kind of, we really understood what was happening, what they were doing on the high school uh high school level right uh so we've gone from 99 2000 was the first year and we have excluded current athletes as well so anybody currently in high school and anyone prior to 1999 so right in between there so you're gonna hear a lot of names that you know you're probably familiar with at some point or another yeah uh it it should be a lot of fun so like i said me and my buddy we're just gonna do like a little round table and we're just gonna we're just gonna let it fly awesome i'm looking it's I'm really pumped. I've been trying to put this together for a while now. Well, I'm looking forward to listening to it. So, um, this is going to be awesome. All right. Let's end Let's end with this. What is your top five Christmas movies? Okay. This is actually easier for me to go one to five. Yeah. So, my top one is Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. Yeah, Die Hard is one. Let's... All right. My number one is Die Hard as well. Okay. So with that in mind, let us explain what a Christmas movie is. For me, a Christmas movie is, I think it has to be semi-centered around Christmas, Uh like the day of or uh, Christmas Eve or... The movie has to take place during that time frame. Agreed. It can't be like in July with a Christmas tree. Correct. Okay. Okay. So we're in agreement there. We are in total agreement there. Okay. So Die Hard fits Die the bill. Die Hard is number one. Okay. Number two for me is a Christmas story. As much as it gets replayed, I know people get sick of watching it during Christmas time. It's still a great Christmas movie. You know, I find this super easy as well. A Christmas story is always at the bottom of my list. Really? Always. I can't uh. stand it. Is it because it gets played so much, or it's, you've seen it so I many times? I think it's because I never saw it growing up, really? and I only saw it as an adult, and I thought it was annoying. Huh. Okay. So, I'm not going to be mad I'm at not you. not poo-pooing on you. No, 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 no. Not mad at you at all. I will go with Home Alone 2. Home Alone Ooh. Yes, 2. 2. Yes. I kind of had a brain fart, and I got really nervous. Because we're talking about number two. <laughs> and then I asked, is Home Alone 2 like T-O-O? Or 2 is T-W-O? I don't know. The second. I will go with the second. I like New York City. You actually like that one better. I like that one better. Okay, so it, Home Alone, the first is on my list. It is not number three. My number three, actually, just, I think it's more nostalgia than anything. It's actually the Santa Claus I love the Santa Claus. Santa Claus, the first one, Tim Allen, solid, solid movie. Yeah. Just, you know, gives you the feels, you know, it's good stuff. Yes. So what's your number three? 
Probably National Lampoon. Ooh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I know it, and I have seen it. Yeah. I just haven't seen it enough. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think Home Alone, the first one, right. is my number four. Just, we have it downstairs. Great Christmas movie. Right. I would probably say, because we're on number four right now, correct? Correct. Uh, I'm going to go with a cartoon. I'm not mad at you. And I'm going to say Garfield Christmas. A Garfield Christmas. A Garfield Christmas. And that is simply nostalgia. That's fine. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. know if this fits our bill. Uh-huh. Our, our qualifiers. Okay. But to me, it's kind of a Christmas movie. Okay. And that's Hook. Hook? Yes. And really, it only begins at Christmas at the like the beginning of the movie. One of my favorite scenes... In, Hook is one of my favorite movies. In almost all movies, is when the grandpa opens the door and sees the family out there and goes, It's snowing! And then shuts it. I love shuts that. Shuts it right in their face. Maybe it's because I like being grumpy and I can't wait to be old and just be able to pass it off. I don't even that. think it's during Christmas. Now that I think about it. Is it is during Christmas. It is. It is during Christmas. I will, bail, have, yeah. I will bail you out on that. Okay. Christmas in London. I will not tell you it's a Christmas movie. That's all right. That's okay. Number five for me, Muffet's Christmas. Muffet's Christmas. Love, love, love the age-old story of Ebenezer Scrooge and Bob Cratchit. Cratchit? Cratchit. Whatever. Whatever it is. And the Muffets do the best way. Underrated? Underrated Christmas movie? Okay. Scrooged. Never seen it. With uh, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray? Oh, yes. Check that one out. Scrooged is great. I need to watch it. Yes, it's very, very good. Um... What are some other underrated Christmas movies? So number six for me is Four Christmases. Yes, you, you talked about that last week. Yeah, under Mr. Magoo Christmas, I do. Elf. I do. Elf. Elf is a good one. That is very interesting. That that didn't make our top five. And then there's a there's another one, um, about it's Vince Vaughn and he's like Santa Claus's brother. Uh, Fred Claus. Yeah, I watched that. Thought it was okay. My kids really like Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause with Martin Short as Jack Frost. Eh, yeah, I'm over that one. Santa Claus Two was okay. Three can go away. I agree. All right, guys. Well, we are super glad that you joined us, and hope you all have a, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and looking forward to catching up with you again. Peace. Peace.